and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Uh, it's Simon here um, with uh, it's Fraser Webster. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good, thanks. Good, all good. How are you? I'm um, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we're, we're, for the uh, for the people at home, we're recording this at Thursday lunchtime, and earlier this week, I I tweeted or or messaged, I think, saying, "Well, who's going to be gone first, Robbo or Truss?" And uh, by the end of the recording, we might have an answer to that. And I don't think it's going to be Carl. Interesting times. May you live in interesting times is the phrase, isn't it? Yeah. What's what's our equivalent of Graham Brady at the club? Would that be like Tim Williamson now? Is that his name? Tim Williams? Tim Williams. Tim Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I would would imagine. Yeah. Either him or Grant Ferguson. One of the two. Of the 1893 committee. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Simon, yes. we are we are massive nerds, you know that, don't we? We are. Yeah, yeah. People will be going, <laughs> What? Who? Graham who? Didn't he did he play was he one of those lone players that yeah. um, that Chris Wilder brought in that played that three times? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um Right then, I guess we should football, probably talk about football. football. We ought to yeah. really, didn't we? Yeah. So uh, yeah, so um, no women's game to talk about, but they, they are playing Pompey at home on Sunday at Court Place Farm, two o'clock, big top of the table game. Um we obviously play Pompey next Tuesday, so uh, we'll we'll preview the uh, the pre- Peterborough Pompey um, games and Bolton as well next uh, next Saturday. Um, but uh, first of all, I suppose the last two games, Exeter away, a four-two win, um, and then midweek in the Papa John's Trophy, two-nil defeat to Sutton, and um, and we're out of that competition. So. First things first, I suppose the, the positive, uh, the the four two win away at Exeter. Um, yes. Yeah. More goals than we've scored all season, you know, in one game, but equally concede, still conceding, but we've scored yeah. four and we've won the game. That's the 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 headline, isn't it? We we won the game four two. Um, I think just like you say, just to score four goals should hopefully uh, have bred some confidence. Um, and, and to be three 0 up at half time as well. I mean. It's one of those situations where you've you've really got to screw the second half up to not get a win now. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was, and then we went on, you know, to be four 0 up. Yeah, I, I agree. The um the two the two goals to concede that was it was slightly disappointing. Four um, 0 sounds a hell of a lot better than four um, two. But yeah, to have you know we're not going to moan in our current situation at all about a four two win uh, away from home against a team who are in fairly good form. Yeah. Um so you know it's uh, it was it was cracking and and the goals were all pretty decent as well. Mm. Yeah, I think it was just it's just exactly what we needed at that time. I think you know we talked at length last week about the pressure that Carl was under um and and just in general that we'd not started the season very well. Um and it it kind of you know we're not out of the woods yet. In fact, it showed very much when you looked at the table at full time, how, what's the opposite? How in the woods we, we are because, or were, because I think we moved one place up and I thought, oh, maybe that'll be about four places we'll move up now. <laughs> but I think it was just one, which was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it shows how, how badly we needed that result, how much promise we have going forward. No, you're right. Without that win, um, yeah, we'd have, uh, we'd have been in the... Um in the relegation spots with a defeat certainly yeah um a, a draw would have been would have just been outside them on on uh goal difference but 
it is tight. It, it's still that kind of if we can go on a little run, do we, you know, we can climb out of this position relatively quickly. We've got a game in hand over teams above us, two games on some teams, and yeah. certainly win the one game in hand we've got, and, and we go above Wickham into 13th place. You know, it, it, just with one win, uh, that, that you know, that winning that game in hand. Um, obviously, you've got to win those games, and and it is that level of, you know, we've we talked about this in the past, is are we going to get out of a situation that we have been in before? Um, we've been in, in worse situations further into a season, but we've looked a bit more like scoring. Well, maybe getting those players back. I, I don't, I've been really impressed with Carl Joseph. I think, you know, for a young, he, he plays with a maturity that, you know, that belies his age because he's only, was he 20, 21, something like that. And, and I thought he, when he's played up on front on his own, he leads the line well. Um, the the two goals he scored, you know, in the first half, a run from sort of the halfway line and and, and a tidy finish. Um, and then the second one was was being alert to the goalkeeper spilling a shot and and scoring from a really tight angle. It was a it's it was a really difficult finish um, and a good anticipation. And I think he's he's been one of the bright sparks certainly up front. Um, Murphy getting fit. And, and looking bright is another one that, that could just potentially put us on a on an upward curve. But then, of course, we go to Tuesday night and, and you're kind of thinking, OK, we'll just build on that win at Exeter. Different competition, but one that that brings some money in and that we're told is, is one that we're taking seriously. And we end up losing 2-0 away at Sutton. Yeah. With a lineup that's, that's oh, you know, yes, there were some changes, but... You know the changes were a goalkeeper that we're we're thinking is highly promising. Um, Anderson, you know, who's a player we brought in on the transfer deadline day. Um, you know, Gorian back in, uh, Bowden started. You know, the, the Matty Taylor starting. It, it wasn't. We certainly didn't gut the side. It was. It was a. It was pretty much a, a side that a lot of people have been saying. Well, maybe Gorin should be starting. And, and this, that and the other. So it was a shock to lose that game. Yeah, it, no, it was. And I mean, I, I, um, I do kind of agree with the statement that you can't in one breath, you know, rubbish the Papa John's. Tr- is it Papa John's? Whatever it, it is. is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the pizza cup. You can't in one breath trash that and then in the next say, and this is more ammunition to get rid of the manager. I see that point of view. I do get it. However, I think there's a couple of reasons why the loss is 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 concerning. I mean, the obvious one: it's a game of football against a League Two club, yeah. and not not a great League Two club. With the greatest respect to to Sutton, I think they've just come up, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, not 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 like a big outfit in League Two. Um. So it's disappointing in that respect. Also, you know. The manager and the players, I'd imagine, never set up to get less than a win, um, mm. especially against a, a League Two team. Um, and I think the, the other slightly concerning thing, if you bring the, the future of the manager into it, is that that competition we've heard from from different owners in the last five years is worth a fair bit of extra cash. Yeah. Um, I think I think to kind of buyers the premier league put a bit of money into it didn't they they, they increased the um the uh, the round money 
um, that you, you get for winning each game or winning each round. I think if you get all the way to the final, it's it's a fairly decent payday the, the, across the length of the tournament. Um, and so that, that will be, um, I don't know, disappointing to the ownership, I guess. They would expect that our ticket through to the next round is the only thing standing in the way is Sutton United. I'm sure they probably would have expected a win there. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's disappointing from that respect. Um, but I, I think my, my overall opinion is we, it's hard to read too much into it because, you know, players don't really care about the finances of a club. They play a game and if it's a, a cup game, maybe they're slightly not going into challenges, not quite exerting as much effort to, to get to certain things and, and as they would in a league game, because, you know, the league game is, is the one we all want to, we all want to win in, isn't it? So, um, I'm not, uh, it might shock you to know I've never been a professional footballer. I know you're probably, <laughs> you're probably gobsmacked. I know I, uh, it's, it's a common misconception about me. People see me and they think that guy must be a footballer, but cr- crazily I'm not. Um, no, I don't know if footballers even think like that. Maybe they just play each game exactly the same way. I don't know how much there is to read into that. I'm still hoping that when we line up against Peterborough, the kind of win from Exeter will still be the wind in our sails a bit to get a result against the posh um because we will need we will need everything to get a result there i think yeah no you're right it it is it is a competition that a lot of fans myself included don't don't go to um but equally i think there is that well you're in a competition you want to win the games you want to get into good habits of winning um and and we didn't um we had lots of looking again looking at the stats we had possession but but we didn't sort of uh have more shots or more shots on target or better chances, all of that sort of stuff. We just have more of the ball. Um, and if we're not being effective with it, that's, you know, that's not ideal. Um, yeah, and, and I agree. You you want to go into that game at home against Peterborough on Saturday with the positivity that we took from Exeter. Um, you know, it, it's we we talked about, you know, Robinson and, and, and his his uh, his security in the job um well I, I can't remember at what point it was we were certainly leading in the game at Exeter um it was when we were leading that sort of some chance of Robbo out came out and it it was only a few people and it was pretty quickly shut down by certainly in the area I was stood by most people kind of going shut up you know and a, and a chant of Robinson's yellow army went up so I, I think there is a, a vocal minority, I, I would say, based on just that sort of <laughs> anecdotal evidence from the terraces at, at, um, at Exeter on Saturday, that he's still got the support of the fans. How long that will last if, you know, that's that's the away fans, those that go to places like Exeter on a you know long old trek, maybe the, the, the less sort of travelled fans, the ones that only go on a Saturday, might feel differently and and Saturday you know if we are losing I think it could get a little bit sort of toxic I think there's there there's enough of a groundswell that it's still not really um everyone on his side and and maybe those sort of floating voters are are waiting to see how we how we get on on Saturday and it could it could be you know a, a, a tough game for him like it's like Peterborough are, are, a, are a decent side a little bit of patchy sort of form um, started the season well, then then lost four on the trot, um, and and have lost on Saturday to uh, away at Wickham. Um, prior to that, three wins in four. So 
they're a slightly difficult side to know a bit like we've been in past seasons what are you going to get you know are you are they at the start of a poor run or was that just a blip and they're going to go back on another decent run but they've always been a side that we've we've struggled against a little bit um in in the past they you know well it seems to be that way you know and i think we had a a great win under Pep Clotet over there, if I we remember. We did. Um, 4-1 or something <laughs> like that. But but that seems, in my mind, without checking the stats, to be a bit of an anomaly. And we, we tend to not not get results <laughs> that, against that, them. So that, that, um, that, that result against Peterborough, that, that Pep Clotet one you talked about, it reminds me of like, you know... Have you ever been to one of those insufferable team building days at work mm. where at the start... Some idiot trainer who sits backwards on a chair and thinks he's really kind of in, in, in touch with you says something like, OK, we're going to go around the room and I want everyone to say and he, he'll say like one one thing of thought you had about the last year or something like that. And they always you like you're always like seventh or something. So the first six get all the good ones. <laughs> and that result is like that. If they said name a good moment under Pep Clotet, I'd be like, shit, I hope I'm, I hope I'm not after yeah. third. Because I'm running dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, and I, I, looking at their stats, they're the third highest scorers in League One. Mm. Um, but they've conceded three more goals than us. So there's obviously a, a leaky defence there. Um, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean about Peterborough. They're just, I just don't like playing them. They, they always, they always kind of seem like they're very good. And mm. we just can't. Yeah, I'm right. Historically, in the results, I'm probably wrong, but it just feels like they always beat us. It's it's weirdly just looking at those, you know, uh, certainly the more more recent results, let's say from 2016, we played them um, back in 2006. But sort of since since we they beat us one, two, three, four on the trot the first four times we played them. Um, But then since then, sorry, no, we we won those games. Apologies, that's me reading it the wrong way around. So we, we oh, won okay. the first four games when we were back, but, yeah. but more recently uh, we've only won twice, um, which were in in um, in in the League Cup. With that's it, yeah, we played them in the league and then the League Cup two games on the trot um, yeah. back at the beginning of August 2019, which we won. Since then, yes. it's been three defeats and a draw. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, I think the most you know the 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 games that live most recently in the memory have been defeats um so yeah i think like you say they're a side that are doing pretty well at the moment yeah i think they're fourth fourth yeah fourth then pompey fifth and bolton seventh of the next three games so yeah gonna be tough this Um, is it i think you know i hadn't quite realized that run of fixtures until you said earlier in the week but mm. i hate to sound so negative but it's not unlikely that could be three defeats. However, I I don't think it will be three defeats. Um, you know, I mean, Pompey are shaky. They haven't won in 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 five games. Um, they'll they'll smash someone on Saturday now. Um, <laughs> but they haven't won in five games. Um, they're you know they're they're fifth, but I think that's based on their form earlier in the season. And then Bolton, um, you know, similar story. They've scored fewer goals than us. Um, oh, actually, no. They scored the same amount of goals mm. as us, but but you know, it's still there. There, um, I don't think it's impossible. I think Peterborough's certainly the hardest game there. That's not just based on their league position, but the quality they've got in their squad. They always seem to have just quite a lot of good players. Yeah. Um, 
But I think I think Pompey and Bolton could could be at least draws, if not one of them a win. We're in the middle of a really kind of unknown period, I think, of, of how the season's going to go. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're we're twelve games in now, so we're well established and. Um, I think if we can build on that Exeter result, which I don't think many of us expected, I think most of us probably thought a draw um, would, mm. would have been all right um, to be three 0 up at half time. You know, I can't imagine anyone would have put that on as a bet, um, and you'd have got very good, very good returns on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's. I think we'll have a much clearer idea of what we're made of about five games from now, um, when yeah. we've got those three out of the way. Um, and then, yeah, and then we hit a run of four games where three are at home, um, Fleetwood at home, Port Vale at home, Forest Green at home, and a trip to Shrewsbury for the rearranged game in between that. So, and then that that then takes us to the 19th of November. There's a bit of a break then um, before the next league game because of uh, the FA Cup. And it might, yeah, I th- whether you know we we've talked about this in the past maybe that's a point at which the club will reassess give him yeah enough time to okay yeah you know three tricky games will that tell us all about our season or will those three tricky games followed by four less tricky games you would think and that takes him to a point where if you're going to get rid you give a new guy um enough time to come in and assess the squad before the transfer window opens um you're not leaving it too late that it's all a bit knee-jerk reaction. And and equally, it gives Carl enough time to get his players fit. Boulder yeah. was on the bench, you know, Anderson's played in it, um, a little bit. Sorry, uh, Murphy's played a bit. Anderson's been coming into the side. Um, we're just seeing a bit more upfront fit. And, and maybe that's only fair to give him that opportunity to, to, to show what a... a a pretty much fully fit squad can do um, up to a point in November, mid, mid, late November where, right. You've, you've, <laughs> we're, we're deep into the season there. We'll probably be at you know, maybe 20 games and that's, that's, that's plenty to see yeah. whether, whether it is going to work or not. Um, yeah. And I think it's also, that's also a point where if, if uh, the games between now and then are disastrous. Um, it's it's rescuable, mm. um, so it's not it's not leaving it too late. Look, I mean, you and I are talking like we uh, we own the club and we know that <laughs> 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 they, they they could be thinking about it any time. But yeah. I think um, yeah, that would be a, a logical point to take stock and then and then make a decision. And, and weirdly, you know, I know the bookmakers odds aren't always a, a reflection of probability. They're a bit more, well, who's going to bet on these and that kind of thing. But the uh, the bookies have uh, have us at 14 to 1 to be relegated and 6 to 1 to make the uh, the playoff places. Yeah. So, so the, the bookies are saying, well, you you appear to be twice as likely to make the playoffs as get relegated. Now, for a lot of people... That who anyone who sort of mentions the playoffs on social media, it's like, well, that's delusional. Well, the bookies are saying that's more likely than the relegation, um, which is what a lot of people are saying. Oh, we're in a relegation battle. I don't know. It 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 is still early in the season to be making either way. You know, it's we're not definitely in a relegation battle, um, although we are towards the bottom. You know, two or three good results in the next four or five games and, and we're we're comfortably mid table by then. Yeah. Yeah. And I presume it's um I presume the bookies work on historic 
I mean, they'll look at, we've got the same manager and he usually has a, a poor yeah. start and turns it around. So I presume they base their, their predictions on that with a team like hers. I mean, I'm sure Premier League teams, they, they do much further sort of deeper analysis mm. than that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's how it works. But yeah, they're not, yeah. Pl- they're not plucking those odds out of thin air. They, they, they will be based on, yeah, lots of statistics, lots of analysis um, and looking at the, the league table and, and all all the all the clubs in the league rather than just us which is what we often do as fans we we only look at ourselves and assume everyone else is much better than us um when in fact it might be you know that other teams are looking at their own performances and going well you know crikey oxford are going to get out of it we're not whereas we look at it the other way and go well so and so are going to get out of it but we're not and it's there's that sort of fatalistic element to to watching football which is understandable. We've not been great this season. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to dress it up any other way than we haven't yet been good enough. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we said last week, the absolute backstop with all of this is if there is ever a genuine threat of relegation, I think they, that's when they would definitely make a change because mm. I think the new ownership's grand plan, I think a relegation to League Two is is just disastrous for them. Yeah. Uh, and it would really throw... I mean, the the whole idea, I'm guessing, with the stadium move is that a championship football club are playing there. Mm. Um, right now, you know, we're in the last four years, we've been knocking on the door. Um, a relegation to League Two, I, I don't know where that leaves us. It, 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 well, I know where it leaves us, League Two. It leaves <laughs> us two, two divisions away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that before it got near to a drop to there, I think they would certainly make a change. Um, either that or invest crazy amounts of money in January but um, yeah I, I don't know who knows um, so yeah I guess uh, we're after a score prediction we are yeah let's, let's um, do the next three in case we don't get to do a a, a, um, uh, a preview for the Bolton game we'll do Peterborough Pompey and Bolton um, I've never done this but I'm going to say we're going to lose on Saturday I yeah. don't think I've ever predicted an Oxford loss. Um, which that no, doesn't feel right, does it? No, it's weird. I don't like it, but I, uh, oh yeah, I just I can't see as I can't see anything but a loss there. I think we're going to lose one nil. I don't think it's going to be a, a slaughtering. I think that will give us a bounce into well something to react to into into Pompey and you know Tuesday night games are, can be funny ones. I think we can beat Pompey. I just think their form is pretty. Uh, pretty ropey and I think they're there to be they've conceded more than us they've scored a lot more but um, they've conceded more goals so I only by one but yeah I'm going to say a 2-1 win and then Bolton oh I don't know it's getting too far away now to if we're, a, draw, <laughs> a draw a draw so I'm going to say a loss a win and a draw, draw. four points from nine I would definitely take that now yeah no I, I yeah I, there's not not a lot to argue with there Fraser I think you're right I think you know Peterborough will be a tricky game and that's, you know, yeah, maybe a defeat there. Pompey, I think you're right as well. And and, and maybe the away games away from the, you know, from the the atmosphere that's that's surrounding a little bit, you know, get away, have a, have a certainly probably bolt maybe an overnight and, and just kind of uh, hopefully get that back. I'm going to go, I'm going to go draw, win, draw. I think. I think we'll get a, a, a one-all against Peterborough. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 away at Pompey. And I'm going to go 0-0 at Bolton because neither 
us or them are conceding huge amounts or nor scoring huge amounts really either so i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna go with a with a five point haul and i think that'll be more than enough to yeah uh so talking of playing pompey where we have the women's team playing uh portsmouth this sunday mm. um so yeah that's a, a real top of the table ding dong so it is. yeah Oxford second against Pompey third. Yeah, I think we're three draws on the spin now, um, but still undefeated. Mm. So um, and then Pompey have gone loss, win, loss. So that could be a real cracker of a game there. They've only scored yeah. three goals more than Oxford, but um, obviously Oxford have only conceded three. So mm. um, that could be a, a hell of a game there, and hopefully, uh, hopefully an Oxford win. Indeed, yeah, it's it's that kind of making sure you don't lose to your to the rivals around you in the table. Um, a, yeah, a win would be fantastic. That would put a bit of daylight between us and Pompey, and and you know put the pressure on Watford at the top. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. And I, but you know, this season, like we've said in 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 previous pods, the women's team are, are doing fantastically well, um, undefeated at the moment, and and just. Picking up players, young players, you know, as part of that development that, that the men's team have done in the past, where you, you're kind of developing players um, yourself, but also picking up sort of players from elsewhere. And it, 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 I think it's testament, you know, it, that you can get, you can attract other players to the club. You know, they're obviously looking at how well things are going, um, the setup there and, and, and everything surrounding it. And it's a it's a it's a team on the up and, and part of a, hopefully a club on the up. Yeah. And he also um, recently signed um, Aisha Swabby, mm. um, a striker uh, from Crawley, who scored 16 last season. Um, so that's a hell of a capture. Um, yeah. And yeah, hopefully um, debut goal this Sunday. Mm. So yeah, down at Court Place Farm as usual. Um, it's uh, I would imagine I, I would imagine Pompey might bring some some fans up. I think they have done in the past. I think Pompey was one of the games I've seen us play um in previous seasons um and that so, guy with the bell will come uh, oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah get yourselves down there um uh, if you can yeah and, hopefully uh, six points this weekend would be good, be good. yes yeah and uh, and then we do the same to pompey's men on tuesday yeah, yeah. um just one other thing to touch on. There was mm-hmm. the story from BBC Oxford about the stadium that came up in the week, caused a lot of uh, response mm. from Oxford fans. Um, I think it was basically that the, the the headline was slightly misleading. Well, it, it it alluded to basically Kidlington as a village is against yeah. the stadium, but um, it was basically a story from... Are they called Friends of Stratfield Break? They are, yeah. yeah. So yeah. They're a, they're, I think they're a pressure group opposing stadium mm-hmm. um yeah. who basically it was a, a few quotes in there from someone in their committee who is opposing it so not all of kidlington and and plenty of oxford fans who live in kidlington replied to it um i don't know what his real name is but on twitter he's called fred ugly mm. uh, he was on bbc oxford on a they they recorded a phone call where he sort of presented the counter argument so so yeah, all healthy discussion. Yeah, I, I think it's often sometimes you know that the the way that a, a story is headlined doesn't necessarily match the the actual sort of truth of it, and it, you you only need somebody saying you know unfounded stuff, but you know they might just come out and say, well everyone in the village is against it, 
and then the headline is everyone in the village is against it and you put it in quotes because somebody said that and it's actually well just because you're saying it and you've really got not, nothing to back it up with it's not really a, a, a you know a truthful story but yeah I th it's you know we've 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 seen a lot of this it's happened in the past with uh i think at the council meeting certain things were said that were that that bore no relation to the actual truth of the matter and i think over time that truth will come out and 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 you know the facts of of what the stadium will look like will be shown but it's none of this can happen until any sort of official planning or pre-planning or whatever it might be has gone in you can't you can't be putting plans in the public domain before you've even spoken to the council or shown the council or or put it in writing or do, done how things should be done you know in the right order um and i think you know we we might be annoyed that the club aren't saying more but they're doing it in the right way that they're, they're they're keeping everything on the right track and, and doing things in the right order and not saying things out of turn um because if you do that the friends of Stratfield break or or other pressure groups will pick up on it and go ah you've done this wrong and you know it, it, there's a minefield to get through and hopefully you know in time we will see more about uh, what the people of, of Kidlington think and it, like you say there will be it will be a mix not everyone's going to be for it not everyone's going to be against it um and some people have got shrug their shoulders and go don't care so, well yeah absolutely and you know I, I presume that they're they haven't put it on the artist's impression, but I mean, they haven't said where our statue is going to go um, as the number one unofficial podcast. Mm. I, I mean, I presume there are plans for that. <laughs> well, I, I I was lucky enough because I'm a, a very, very, uh, a, a very small shareholding in the club, um, which was passed to me um, by a, a late uncle who had some shares. So I think there's a, there's a lot of us with, with sort of five or 10 shares that go to the AGM don't have any influence <laughs> on how the club's run. It's just quite an interesting thing to go to. And, and listen, and, and I, I introduced myself to Grant Ferguson um, and sort of said, Oh, I, I do the, uh, the fence end podcast. And he said, Oh, I, he said, I, I, yeah, I'm aware of it. I don't know if he listens, but if you do, hi Grant. <laughs> um, but I did say in the same way that if you go to the stadium of light um, behind the, the goal in the home end, um, there are some panels that have come from Roker park and Archibald Leach was the, the famous stadium architect. And, and they took some of these panels. You'll see that they're kind of um, diagonal, lines across a, a panel um sort of x's and, and diagonal lines which are very sort of um almost his signature um if you like archibald leach who, who, who made stadiums sort of i think hillsborough was one of his that he, he was the architect for so he's quite a famous thing and i i just suggested that at, at one point behind the goal um at one end we have a fence panel, just a single <laughs> fence panel from from the current stadium, just as a little nod to to our you know our previous stadiums and and of course you know to the the one and only Fence End podcast. Yeah, and just a, a speaker there that plays an eternal loop of I'm Tim Walker and I approve this fence panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hi Tim in graffiti on the panel. Um, yeah, that would be that would be nice. Just a, a little uh, a little nod. So, okay we're there i think so a bit of housekeeping so hi tim um hi tim hi, hi to uh fantastic mr ox um 
amongst others and um hope you're all keeping well as can be look after each other look after yourselves um uh we'll we'll catch up hopefully next week um and and report back on on one game against peterborough and two games against pompey um and and see where we're at and what the latest news is here there and everywhere but uh, in the meantime take care of each other take care of yourselves and we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.